If you have a thought that is not productive to the vision that you wish to bring into reality, you have to reframe that thought. Your mind has a way of eavesdropping on you. So if you continue to think, I'm not worthy, you're going to do things that projects you not being worthy of something. If you think you're not worthy of being in a relationship, you would sabotage that relationship because you've already created the condition that you are not worthy. Welcome to Corners and Conversations by Just Contributor Support. Our mission is to provide you with some form of mentorship, guidance, and resources. The purpose of this podcast is to expose you to different perspectives, experiences, and ideas. To be notified when JCS publishes a new episode, text the word PODCAST to 855-691-4921. That is so JCS can notify you directly. No spam, no emails, just a way for us to ensure you are notified about what we are investing in our community. Stay tuned. Peace, family. Hope all is well. As usual, timestamps are in the description below. This is episode 24. What if your health is your wealth? The concept behind your health is your wealth is something that comes from the understanding of what will impact you the most. Your mental or physical health will affect everything you do in life, the quality of your life and your life's expectancy. If your health is your wealth, how much value do you have? If you change what you think, it becomes a domino effect for everything else that you do. Your mental condition can manifest physically with or without your permission. So let's have a deep dive with that mental health. As a serious topic of what's going on today in regards to how people think and how that impacts how they interact with their environment. Your brain regulates your body. Without your brain, your body cannot function. You can live without an arm or a leg, and in some cases, without a perfectly functioning heart. But without a brain, there is no existence. Inside your brain, that physical organ is your mind. I'm going to say it again. Your brain and your mind are two different things. Once you recognize that, you may get an idea of how your mind and brain work together to communicate with your body. You ever ask yourself, what is the process of how you think or how you think about things? Is it random times that thoughts pop up in your head? Or do you spend time building on concepts and manifest an idea you wish to bring into physical reality? When was the last time you checked in with yourself? Are the thoughts you observed based on what you wish to accomplish or reflect what you experienced? For a lot of us, we could have thoughts that come up in our mind or we may not be in the right space in order to interact with our environment. And all that speaks to our mental health. For a lot of people, they downplay the things that their mind has functioned or influence over. For a lot of people, they don't feel well. For a lot of people, it, it feels as if they can't interact with other people or they feel disconnected. And all of that is based on mental capacity. In some events, what you think of as in mentally could be what you manifest physically. If you think about how somebody is not in the mood for something, they have to have a thought process that contributes to that idea or contributes to that emotion, what contributes to that reality. So if somebody is not right mentally, what do you think the body is going to project physically? Rather, you are aware of it, conscious or unaware of it, subconscious. Your mind has a way of influencing things. So some people would think that they are just in a negative environment. Some people would think that the people that they look up to are the ones who have influence over them. But really, that's the factor of mental health. It's a mental capacity. It's a mental ability for people to be able to have that level of influence over you. So let's get into that physical health, family. What do you see when you look in the mirror? You ever took time to just observe who you are? 
observe your existence and observe the place and space that you are in. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, it's either something that bothers you or empowers you. For some people, there's a feature, a physical feature about themselves that they are attracted to. For others, it may be features that they are not so happy about, or if they was able to change it, they would not think twice about changing it because they think this is something that holds them back. Based on the answer that you provide, either there's something that bothers you about yourself or something that empowers you. It gives you a level of confidence about yourself. That is what contributes to a physical health. So as you're looking at yourself in the mirror, there's a mental interaction that's going on. And based off of what starts up there will be what is replicated throughout your body. For some people, they don't have the confidence in a physical capacity because their physical health, I would argue, is a reflection of their mental health or an idea of their mental health. What is it that you think others think about you when they look at you? We live with ourselves. When we look in that mirror, we understand what it is we may be looking at. For some people, they look at this image in the mirror all the time, and it's either they vision themselves or projecting themselves as what they wish to be mentally, or they have a window of looking into their mental health through a physical representation. So when people look at me, I would like for them to know that I'm a person that is impactful. I'm a person that is involved in this environment, and I'm a person who loves to interact with other people. Physically, that would be recognized because I have made the conscious decision to project that, to analyze my environment, to understand where I'm at, and then project that. So every time I meet somebody, what they would see about me is what I would like to project for them to observe. And let me give you an example how something that you think can be attached to you and it follows you. Let's say if I think I weigh too much. If I'm conscious of myself and I'm saying if I was less, if I weighed less, I would feel better. Or if I were thinner, I would look better. There's always something that's in the back of somebody's mind. When I take that thought process and it is expressed physically, when everybody goes to the swimming pool, I don't want to go swimming. So if I take that thought process mentally and I project it physically, when everybody will want to do something that's involving a physical activity, I will be less likely to interact with it because I don't want to be the person who is seen struggling because I'm having a problem with physical capabilities. For some people, they would rather a support group that is based on the level of comfort where they are at or their skill level for physical capacity. If I know I'm a beginner, I may not have the best experience with the advanced group because they're adjusted to it. They're physically oriented to those activities. I would not be able to keep up as much and for that fear of embarrassment, going back to that mental play, I would you know, abstain from it. When you find yourself in that situation, family, you have to physically place yourself in a different environment. And this is what I mean. Let's go back to that same example. I'm not comfortable with how I look, right? In order to change that action, I have to put forth action. So in the beginning, yes, I don't understand all the physical aspects of something, whether it's bicycling, hiking, jogging, whatever the activity is, even swimming. I will start off with a group that's just out of my reach. For some people, they want the comfort zone. And I think that's what's contributing to the mental issues, which evolves into bigger physical issues. So if I'm with a group that is just out of my reach, I can keep up with them. I'm putting myself in an environment where 
I can recognize that everybody is working towards something at their own pace. So physically, if I was to put myself in more activities, it could be walking more. Then it could start off with jogging. Then it could start off with running. Then it start off with leading into other activities. That is just one example of how you can adjust yourself physically. Now, mentally, we're going to talk about reframing. If you have a thought that is not productive to the vision that you wish to bring into reality, you have to reframe that thought. Your mind has a way of eavesdropping on you. So if you continue to think I'm not worthy, you're going to do things that projects you not being worthy of something. If you think you're not worthy of being in a relationship, you would sabotage that relationship because you have already created the condition that you are not worthy. It's like making agreements with yourself. If you agree to your terms and conditions, what's going to manifest is the agreement that you are projecting. If you was to live your life as if everything you think can be written down and other people can observe it, you will start to pay attention what it is that you are thinking about, what it is that you are bringing about, And how does that physically represent the vision that you're projecting? So here's a short story. A man worked hard his whole life, but he didn't pay much attention to his health. He ended up in the hospital and the doctor said, sir, you are going to have to rest. The man said, how can I? I have to figure out how much I have to work to pay off this bill. Talking about that medical bill. The irony of that situation was the man neglected to take care of himself. So he was the reason why his health prevented him from resting. Mentally, he thought working was the solution, but physically his body was telling him that there is a limit. Therefore, his body shut down on him. And that was the response for him ignoring his health. Pay attention to what you think, pay attention to what you do, and pay attention to what your body is telling you. If you have a problem inside, it will start to become a problem on the outside. If there's a problem on the outside, in the physical sense, it can be an indicator of what is going on in the inside, mentally. This sounds weird, but prioritizing your health can be really simple. You just have to put yourself first. Your health is the first thing in terms of boundaries, capabilities, and possibilities. Addressing your mental needs followed by the physical needs is you ensuring your health is the tool that is used to acquire wealth. You will outlive, outpace, and outdo others because you have your checks and balances, which is mentally you are in check, physically you are in check. The choices we neglect to check today will be the roadblocks we face tomorrow. As for currency or monetary wealth, money can be made, opportunities can be made, and solutions can be made. But your health cannot be fabricated. Therefore, your health is your wealth. So now it's time to recommend a book to you. And I have two books in mind. The first book that comes to mind is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. To summarize this book, Darren Hardy is saying the choices you make grow with consistency. In the book, he explains and expounds on your habits and how it grows into bigger situations as you manifest progress. If you make small negative decisions and remain consistent with those negative decisions, you will compound those small experiences into more negative issues as you continue along that path. The same can be said for positive or productive decisions. If you are consistent with effective choices, you will find yourself compounding productive and positive experiences. My favorite quote from Darren Hardy is, your life is the accumulation of the choices you've made. So when you reflect on what describes your life, you would think about all the decisions that you have made in due time. So the decisions I made five years ago impacts how I see things today. The choices that I made 10 years ago 
impacts how I see things today. That is just one example of the compound effect. The next book I would like to recommend to you all is The Alchemist. This book is a fictional book. It's a short read. It doesn't take long to read it. The author, I don't know if I'm saying his name or his or her name correctly, but Paolo Coelho. You're going to have to look at the the notes in the description to get this one, family. Um, But he paints a picture about following your dreams, appreciating opportunities and taking risks. There are many people who do things to distract themselves and have a habit to escape reality. With this book, The Alchemist, it serves as a reality check through a paradox of imagination, as in chasing after something to figure out you have what you needed the whole time. One of my favorite quotes from this book is, tell your heart that the fear of suffering is worse than suffering itself, and that no heart has never suffered when it goes in search for its dreams, because every second of the search is a second's encounter with God and with eternity. Take care of yourself, family. Until next time, see you next episode. And that wraps up another episode, family. If you made it this far, thank you again for listening. If you wish to be a guest, we would love to have you. You can text the word guest to 855-691-4921 to get a direct link to sign up and provide a date and time. Take care of yourself, family. See you next time.